Welcome to The Hive is Alive from Apiary Digital. I'm your host, Tess Berry. As Apiary consultants, we are a fully remote team of experts, typically balancing work with another passion. For today's episode, I spoke with several Apiary consultants about their experiences as a consultant and how they balance their time. Consultants within Apiary, for instance, are balancing consulting with various passions, such as family life, traveling full-time, going to school, or a second career path. On this episode, Apiary members share with us their opinions on the benefits and the challenges of consulting, as well as the lessons they've learned. Today, we are joined by Apiary consultants Rachel Factor. Hi, Tess. Connor Witt. Hi, Tess. Morgan Mishler. Sure. Thanks for having me. And Josh Chang. Hi, Tess. To get started, how did each of you get into becoming a consultant? I worked, <laughs> I worked a full-time job for, um, gosh, I mean, probably like eight years or so. It, you know, it was like the standard nine to five, like commute into the office every day. And it's like, it's really miserable because it, it adds, you know, two and a half hours onto your workday basically. And uh, it was just hard. And like, I always felt, I was always working on one website at a time too, which I um, found really boring. It's really not my style. I've always wanted to do kind of new, cool analytics stuff. And so like, then I'd learn all this cool stuff and then I come back and want to implement and they'd say, oh, well maybe, you know, next quarter and next quarter, next quarter. When we decided to um, kind of make a change in our lifestyle, we didn't actually know how we were going to make money. We just saved up a bunch of money and said, we're going to travel until we run out of money and then we will come back to Seattle and get new jobs. So we were expecting to maybe be gone a year with the money we had saved up if we were careful. And we found that about six months in, you know, we had clients kind of, coming around asking us what's going on with you and and are you looking for any work and so we started just kind of slowly picking things up and it was man it was just right away so great and on top of it I was working from like Taiwan or you know just somewhere interesting Korea I think at the time we were starting to pick up work and kind of started to be your own boss and just really feeling very proud of the work that I was bringing in people are seeking me out just me for my skills all the time. And that felt really, really good too. And um, on top of that, all the freedom that I was getting, you know, just being able to work when I wanted to work on the projects I wanted to work on different websites all the time. It was just all around awesome. I decided to leave the agency I was working at and pursue my education. So I'm in a school program for art direction now still in the advertising space, but I was interested in doing the creative side of things. Mm. Uh, But I wanted to keep a roof over my head while (laughs) I was doing that. And also just to keep a pulse on what's going on in, I guess, the performance marketing space. Mm. Honestly, it made the, the leap to go take on school a little more reasonable for me. Uh, just because I didn't feel like I had to abandon all that I had learned and kind of gained expertise in before. Getting into consulting kind of enabled me to pursue the school avenue I wanted to take as well. It was sort of a happy accident in some ways, but um, I was in the agency world for 10 plus years and um, was getting really burnt out. I have um, small children at home and I was working full time and I was commuting into San Francisco, uh, which was an hour plus each way. 
And we actually, as an agency, were looking, we, we needed some extra resources. So we had reached out to Karen. Karen and I obviously had worked together before in agency world. So it was nice to connect with her. And I thought, oh, wow, like, that's pretty cool that she can just like offer resources. But then I don't know, maybe four months later, I got laid off. So I had an eight-month-old baby and a three-year-old and was looking at, do I want to start working full-time again? Do I, have to, do I have to continue this grind? So I reached out to Karen. It was perfect timing. I was really nervous to make the switch to consulting, but being laid off and getting a severance kind of allowed this little safety net financially for me to see, okay, can this really work? Um, and what would this be like? And um, and I just never looked back. I'm balancing three kids now. Two, two when I started, and now have three. It it works out. I have a you know full project load in my mind, and um, and then a full full life at home as well. Yeah. So I was working at a digital marketing agency and was not really loving the full time life. I think I was, I've always had a passion for cooking and food and the restaurant industry and, and have been at this point last year was really weighing heavy on my mind to get back into it. And I didn't know exactly how to do that. So I reached out to um, a friend in the industry and he just helped me get a job. But unfortunately, as a cook, you don't get paid that much. And so I definitely needed an extra source of income and one that would allow for me to balance the restaurant hours. Um, I started consulting because hours are flexible, work is flexible, and, um, and, and it just really fit in well with having a full-time job with odd hours. What, what are some skills that you've learned as a consultant especially things that you think you maybe wouldn't have learned this soon or this quickly working full time? I think time management has been really interesting. I mean, it is, I, I am essentially working like two jobs. So like on my time off, being able to parse out like this is time that I am using to do consulting work versus this is my time to actually relax and enjoy my time off. And finding that balance and finding that the line has been interesting. I don't necessarily think that I have it down or, you know. <laughs> I feel like everyone's always trying to learn that, you know. When I worked full time on salary, I think that you it kind of never stops. Mm -hmm. It's counterintuitive because you think I work my eight hour day and when I'm in the office, I'm working and when I'm not, I'm not. And when you're consulting, it's just like all oh, time is time. Where does it all go? What do I do? But it really does kind of make you go through that practice, focus yeah. on what time is spent doing what. Exactly. Yeah. And I think in general, yeah, it just also helps you prioritize life yeah. in general, right? Yeah, it's it's been great. I just make sure generally to do the stuff I have to do for my consulting work early in the morning so that the so I'm not having to bounce back and forth between kind of different sides of my mind. I think just being realistic with yourself about how many hours you can realistically handle on the consulting side of things. And then that makes it doable. Yeah. So I've been traveling for four years straight. I started out in Asia and Europe. Um, and then my partner and I bought a motorhome in the US. We traveled a motorhome for a couple of years and then we came back out into the world again. Um, I actually really love 
the European time zone because it gives me all day free and then I get to work in the evening. So I'll usually get up around like eight o'clock in the morning and um, go out for a hike or go out exploring or if I'm in a city, go city walking or and then come back and work, you know, maybe around noon or 1 p.m. Around 3 p.m. I'm on phone calls until the evening, till around 10. So it just gives me a lot of, I don't know, I have a lot of energy doing these things and it's nice. I mainly work in the morning and then I pick up uh, after kids are in bed and in the later evening and that works for me. Um, it allows me to obviously be present with my kids and, and not have to rely on childcare for, for picking up from school and missing afternoon activities. But, um, but yeah, I, I have to keep the structure pretty tight or else it doesn't really work uh-huh. with, with kids. So some, you know, occasionally I have right. to say like, no, I can't do that afternoon call, but I can offer, you know, morning time meal. You know, I, I just have to, I have to be pretty strict about it because it's obviously not professional mm-hmm. to hear children screaming either in the, in the background <laughs> of an afternoon call. So I like to keep my mornings um, super productive and then I get on, um, you know, for a few hours in the evening as well. What are some restrictions or limitations that you find working as a consultant as opposed to when you worked full time? I, I miss having that face-to-face interaction with your team or your client or whatever it is, like in in-person interaction, I think is helpful. You can pick up on, on their cues of like things that you can't read just in an email or even sometimes talking over the phone. Just like challenges, I think, can be the fact that like we're made up of a team of a lot of different time zones and a lot of different schedules, but it is hard to like, you know, when you're like counterpart on social is on East Coast or like traveling the globe for reporting. You just like when an email comes through that you've been waiting for, it's like no matter what the time, sometimes I'll I'll find myself just responding because you want to connect with somebody that maybe isn't in your like set time zone or working hours. So that can be a challenge, I think at times, but, but we've talked about the benefits obviously greatly outweighing any of any of those challenges. Yeah. I mean like the hardest part is vacation, which like, it sounds crazy. Like, telling you I'm recording this from Montenegro <laughs> that I want to go on vacation sometimes but, and and I think that one's the hardest to explain to clients like I've got 15 different clients and they all have to know when I'm going to be on vacation right. um you know of course people also say things like managing taxes quarterly taxes all that stuff like managing your business structure your health care um all of that is all of a sudden things you realize like your employer was doing for you all along um and now that you have to do Yeah, I think when you're at an agency, particularly when you're managing large media spends, all the vendors have an active interest in making sure you're up to date with all the latest and greatest Mm -hmm. in their technologies. And when you're consulting, I think you have to work a little bit harder to stay on top of all of that. Uh, So you just have to take it upon yourself to be a little more proactive Mm -hmm. Uh, when you're at the agency, that that's kind of brought to your attention. Right. Fewer catered lunches, that's for sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which brings me to my next point, <laughs> fewer catered lunches. What are some lessons you learned about being an independent consultant versus being a full-time employee? And how did you set expectations with clients as a consultant? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know that I could go back <laughs> to full-time. Like... <laughs> You know, there's your moments where it's like, maybe that needs to happen financially or whatever when, you know, because consulting can ebb and flow. And I think riding mm-hmm. that wave, um, especially that first year was a little nerve wracking, not knowing like, would would it 
things pick up again or you know like I remember there was a time where like it literally was a perfect storm and I lost three clients in a month like it was just one of those months and right after the end of the year and I was like oh my gosh (laughs) but but the thought of like being in an office and all of the things that would have to change in my home life too Mm -hmm. um it's overwhelming and to the point where I I just don't think that I could ever do it oh yeah yeah I mean I think I've been trying, yeah, I've been trying really hard um, the last couple of years, especially to, um, to present myself as a business. Like I'm a vendor in myself, right? I'm a vendor to Apiary. I'm a vendor to other clients. Like I'm a vendor to the clients that we have. So um, it's not, I'm not just an individual. I don't work for this company. I'm not forced to do any right. of this. And I, I try to make that clear without saying it explicitly. Like I'm here because I want to be, because I'm interested in your project and I respect you. And I, I hope to find the same respect from the people I work with. And of course, I'm very lucky to be at a point in my career where if someone is treating me badly, yeah. I have the luxury to say like, okay, I'm not going to work with you anymore. And that has definitely, that's helped me find a whole new sense of self-worth and, and respect just for myself. Um, that I think um, is reflected in my work and that clients feel. Um, And so you'll find that like you work with people all the time or you encounter people all the time who like don't have that and you see people walk all over them. And I just don't allow that for myself anymore. I think um, in the very beginning stages of my career, I was like very worried about where my next paycheck was going to come from. And people sense that sort of desperation. And when you, when you get to the point where you're not, you're not desperate anymore, you can just, you can behave in a whole different way and, and people respond to you that way. Yeah. I think being diligent with the tax situation, Mm. I was, I had, I guess, technically been a a business owner, you know, just in the sense of, uh, setting up an LLC for myself previously, but, um, kudos. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess that was just, uh, a test, a test run for consulting. Yeah. Um, because I definitely never, ever made any money from it beforehand, but it was kind of like, it made me more familiar with the processes and that there was just, um, so that helped me a little bit, but it became truly real once I started doing the consulting. Mm -hmm. Um, so if I can offer some advice here, absolutely. I purchased the, uh, TurboTax small business package, mm. which included QuickBooks for the year. And that's a pretty good way to manage expenses, divide up what's business versus personal, and uh, try to stay on top of all that for tax purposes. You really are doing your own thing. It's, it's very independent. It, that's a great thing as well, but it is a little bit limiting in that sometimes you do want the support of maybe your manager or, you know, some like just your team in general, like for example, taking time off or something like that. It, it's, it's both a, a blessing. And yeah, a curse. you're, you're so right. It's a blessing and a curse. Um, but so is having a boss. So <laughs> yeah, totally. No, exactly. That's why nothing is perfect. I think this, it's honestly great. And going back to like, what I mentioned earlier about time management and just like prioritizing and, you know, recognizing when you're on, you're on. And then when you're off, you can like really detach. It's like, it's not easy. And I I think it goes into like, it makes me just think about like the whole mentality of like, you know, what work is, right? Like, do we live to work or do we work to live? I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I, you know, just, I read a lot of Reddit threads on what other people think. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Tell I me how to live, Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you again to our Apiary consultants, Josh Chang, Connor Witt, Rachel Factor, and Morgan Mishler for joining us on The Hive is Alive. And thank you to our listeners for joining. If you'd like to share your thoughts and experiences as a consultant, please reach out to us. Follow up with thoughts or questions by emailing us at podcast at apiarydigital.com. Follow and tweet us at apiarydigital and subscribe to our show. The Hive is Alive is produced by Apiary Digital Media Collective. Editing help from Holly Hilton. Produced by Miguel Bravo, Tess Berry, and Karen Amundsen. And we will see you around the water cooler.